0: Welcome back to Bible Love. We are in the 11th day of Christmas, I think. I think it's like ninth day of Christmas when we're recording. This will come out on Thursday, which is the eve of the epiphany.
1: No, it's the 11th day because we're recording the day before.
0: We are. I'm confused.
1: Yeah, I know. know,
0: Around New Year's, like time ceases to exist. like, what's going
1: on today? I don't know. I don't actually know what day it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the first, we'll get to this episode in a little bit, but this is an unusual episode in many ways. It's just us two, and we don't actually have scripture to talk about, so we're just going to talk. But it's the eve of the Epiphany when this posts. And Epiphany is actually my uh, anniversary of ordination to the priesthood.
1: Oh, wow. so
0: it's one of my favorite feast days. And so-
1: How many years have you been ordained?
0: This is six years as a priest.
1: Six? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so this is the collect for the epiphany. Let us pray. O God, by the leading of a star, you manifested your only son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you now by faith, to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, mine is in January too. I'm just figuring out how many years I'm being. A, I've been a priest. Hold on.
0: Are you um, the 18th or 25th?
1: Um, the 10th. Of
0: the 10th. January. Is that William Laud? Hell, if I know, I don't
1: know. I just know it worked. It was a Saturday, and it worked for my family. And Murray and I were dating, and we were serious, but we were not engaged. And I asked him with my brother to put my stole on me, but I was like, you cannot break up with me because I don't want to have a memory of some old boyfriend putting my stole on me for the first time. Um, so thank goodness that worked out.
0: Yeah. So, you, was he like I at the was, edge of your uh ordination picture so you could cut him out? Right, we
1: cut him out, right? So yours is seven, mine is eight on January tenth. So oh, you
0: got it. Yeah, I'll okay. catch up with you someday.
1: Right, right, right. Well, Happy New Year. Happy Epiphany. Yeah. Happy New Year. This is kind of a different one. We've really never done this. Usually in between the books of the Bible, we talk we interview someone about like scripture in general. And because it's in this in between time, nobody wanted to talk to us, I guess. <laughs> so we were kind of like, Well, you know, we've never like really talked about our own relationship with the Bible, our own relationship with scripture. And so I am going to probably make Alan completely uncomfortable, but ask Alan, you know, I do that very well. Ask Alan a couple of questions about his relationship with the Bible, and then maybe he'll ask me a couple questions about mine, or I'll probably just put it in there and he doesn't even have to ask the questions. So um, here we go. So as an Episcopalian, Alan, you're probably like me and you don't pick up the actual Bible all the time, right? Because so much of the Bible is in the Book of of Common Prayer. Am I wrong, or do you pick up the actual Bible?
0: Um, well, I have my Bible here on my desk. This was given to me. This is the Bible given to me at my ordination to the diaconate, uh, I think. No, this one was given to me at the priesthood. Um, I I don't read from this too often. I do, however um, have the Bible app on mm-hmm. my phone and I get an alert every morning. I have this whole morning routine. Right. Um, and we talk it, about
1: that share what you do in the morning.
0: Share, Okay. Uh, not, I, not
1: your showering and all that. Yeah, but your-
0: <laughs> I, okay. Um, I wake up at four thirty. I go to the gym for uh, 75 minutes. I come home. I run my dog exactly one mile and that gets to be about seven o'clock. And so I sit on my little front porch with coffee and, um, part of that, there's a whole thing I do at that, like seven to seven 20 ish frame. Part of that is I get an alert on my phone at seven to open up the Bible app and I read whatever. Um, and so I do, right. I was raised evangelical. Um, and so I have a different relationship with the Bible, um, than maybe someone who who wasn't and so I do try uh, i'm a worse Christian now that i'm a professional Christian than I mm-hmm. used to be, um, mm-hmm. but I try and so i get I have to automate things in my life, which is why I do the same thing every day, which is why my phone tells me when it's time to read the scripture um, so I get these alerts and you know sometimes i'm reading through a book of the Bible sometimes i um Read plans that jump around based on themes or topics, um, but yeah, I try to do at least Monday through Friday. The weekends are a crapshoot, um, but Monday through Friday, like it's it's part of my morning routine. Um, yeah,
1: it's amazing. Yeah, and and would you would you say that is a time when you feel like really invested in your relationship with God because it's just you and the Bible?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of, like, this whole deal, the reason I wake up so early is, right, I'm a single dad with primary custody, and so my life is, is relatively chaotic. I spend a lot of time driving around. I spend a lot of time in parking lots waiting on boys. And so I have basically two and a half hours in the morning that are mine. Part of that is um, for scripture. Um, and I'm not the kind of person, like, I don't drop on my knees and pray. I'm really bad about even prayer lists right because like i'm just bad at it right people ask me to pray and i do in the moment i don't always write it down and like parishioners if you're listening i'm sorry email me your prayer request if you tell me i'm probably going to forget but right like god doesn't actually need me to remind god that mm-hmm. people need prayer mm-hmm. um yeah. so but part of it's all wrapped up part of it's scripture, right? That's how I think I hear from God is through scripture. Part of it's just sitting there getting my daily sunlight, in my eyes. Cause that's a whole deal that I try to get time looking at the sun. Um, but it's also just the silence in that, that um, is a really important part of my morning. But yeah, I mean, I truly believe that God has spoken to us through scripture. It's the written word. Um, and also it's the life of the eternal word, Jesus, and i think it's important for us to to read that um yeah yeah and i'm this is you know it's january right now i'm reading through matthew right because that's the the gospel um but january is a time when people start at genesis and see how far they can get before they give up right there's a lot of things that people do at the new year hopefully around scripture is um something they set up and yeah i try to okay. do that
1: well, we've tried. Um, I think we did it. Which one was it? One of the very early ones. Um, I can't remember which book of the Bible it was, but we set it up on the Bible app and yeah. you know, encourage people to read through. And maybe we can do that again. I love the Bible app. Actually, Alan introduced me to it. And um, I've I do more like with their devotion, like their plan devotionals. Like right now, I just, I'm doing one on the 12 days of Christmas. And so it's like literally telling me like what the connection is with that song. And I've learned so much and I've loved that, you know, but cause it is hard to be like, okay, here's my Bible. Let me just like open it up and see where to go. You know, now we have a Bible study here that's led by, um, a layperson and she felt really called to talk about the book of James. And so that's, that's what they're studying. You know, no rhyme or reason in that. It was just, you know, and so I do think God puts that on our hearts sometimes, right? Like where, where we need to dig in, where we need to be. When we were starting the podcast, we didn't know where to start. So we started at the beginning. You know, and next week we're gonna be into the Psalms. So I mean, we've we've gotten pretty far. And I will have to say, I've learned a lot in this that I didn't even really know. Um, so I think the podcast, and I hope this is for other people too, is a place where scripture becomes pretty deep yeah. for them. It yeah,
0: has it's my- a chance that like you know, on Sunday we hear scripture kind of, but you know, I'm a preacher. I know folks are zoning in and out on Sunday morning, and I'm sure that's the case. I zone in and out when the lector's over there reading. I'm not always listening to it. Right. When I is proclaiming the gospel, I'm maybe thinking about my sermon instead of listening. And so yeah. I right, like there's a lot going on. And so finding ways outside of Sunday morning. I mean, Episcopalians, you'll hear that a lot. If you go to church for three years, you're going to hear whatever percent of the Bible. Well, number one, folks are going to church like once every five weeks. So maybe you need to go to church every 15 for 15 years. (laughs) Um, But like this isn't a Sunday thing. It's like anything, right? Like if you commit to it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I saw
0: saw a thing um, online. It's like Jesus spent essentially 24 hours a day with these 12 guys for three years. And so you count that up. It's, you know five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred minutes I know that because I know musicals Mm -hmm. that's how many minutes are in a year multiply that by three right that's 15 million minutes and these guys still miss the point yeah and so if we spend 60 minutes a week right which is like three thousand a year we might get one. We can't, ex- we can't expect to get this figured out, um, by just spending 60 minutes a week. And even of that 60 minutes, most of it's music, most of it's listening to the Eucharist, right? Like, so di- finding ways to dive into scripture and I, hopefully we've provided some tools. The Bible app's a great one. There's a ton of other things out there. Um, and, you know, this summer we were talking about, um, what we're going to do this summer, maybe we can talk about tools and like bring people on to talk about what tools do you use and things like that. Cause you It can know,
1: be overwhelming when you yeah. think about it. And I and think like, that's why people do give up. So like in chapter two of Genesis, because it's like, I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know what's happening here. This feels overwhelming. And I, I like that you talked about like that 20 minutes that you give yourself in the morning um because i'm i'm really similar to that mine is not outside after i have worked out for 75 minutes and taken a mile run because you know i don't do that mine is in my bed drinking my diet coke um but it it is a it is a 15 to 20 minute like just time for me with god reading forward movement reading a bible app i am actually yeah, I think y'all I'll know my, um, so you didn't even have to ask me these questions, Alan. I just started talking about it. Um, <laughs> my mother in law died in October and I, I went through a lot of her things and, um, just like picked up a few things that I thought, you know, maybe I would like. And one is the original Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, which, some people think is so elementary and, and maybe it is. And Sarah Young has written hundreds more different Jesus callings. So this is the original one and my mother-in-law had written in it like her name and I'm going to try to do this for 365 days. And I thought to myself, you know, if Martha wanted to do this and I don't think she got to finish it, maybe I can do it for her and maybe I'll learn something. So I started on January 1st, the original Jesus calling. Um, So, and it's like, I don't know, 10 sentences, maybe. I mean, maybe. And then it gives you two scriptures to go and look up. And so, I mean, it's only January 4th, but I've done it four days in a row and I thought about it and I thought, you know, when we do stuff for ourselves, sometimes we put that on the back burner. I thought I'm going to do this for Martha. This is something I can do for her. And maybe I'll learn something from it, which of course is the case, you know? And so today it was all about like, just trust in me. Trust in me as your God, as your Lord, and we just forget that so much, right? We just want to control everything and take care of everything on our own. And why can't we just take that deep breath and trust in me, trust in God? Um, okay. I'm going to completely switch um, for a minute. Have you seen the show made on Netflix? I have. So I, I thought it was super powerful. Um, It's about a young woman who's in poverty and in an abusive relationship, and sort of the cycle and the recycle of trying to get her life back together. But one of my favorite moments in the whole thing was when she gets to the domestic abuse shelter, and the woman that runs the shelter greets her and says, You can breathe. We've got you. Take a breath. To me, that was like God speaking in that moment, you know, and I thought, how can I help people? And then I read that today from Sarah Young's, I just thought, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. It's just breathe. How can I help you? How can I, how can you, you know, be that instrument of God? So totally went off on a tangent, but go watch Made. It is, it is, it does have some pretty traumatic things in it. It is not for the young. I should say that. Don't you think, Alan?
0: Yeah, it's def- uh, and it's hard to watch, right? It like, is,
1: but it, ha- it, it is, helps you understand what the cycle of poverty and domestic abuse is really about.
0: Yeah, is- and I think that's so, right, like, I think about this with scripture in general. You and I study this academically. We study it, and like a lot of our Bible reading is so that we can figure out what the original Greek means so that we can translate it and proclaim whatever we, you know, there's, there's the academic component, whatever. Right. And so I've got, you know, Logos software, which can do all these fancy things and it can become like a science project. Like I'm going to reverse engineer the scripture and I'm going to know it all. And even adult Bible studies can be that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be, we want to figure out the facts and the figures and we want to figure out the language and the nuance, whatever, right? Hopefully, when I preach to folks, I kind of relay, like, that stuff's interesting. And if, you know, it can be fun. But I think about, you know, Pope Benedict just died, and his last words reportedly were, Lord, I love you. But this is one of the smartest men of the last generation. A hundred years from now, he may be the only theologian from our era that's remembered. He's brilliant. He knows all this stuff. He knows the facts and the figures and the history. Right. At the end, like he's not spouting off things in the original Hebrew. For him, all of that is a tool to get him to the end of his life where he can say, Lord, I love you. Yeah. Right. And so how does the scripture move from being this show and tell, like this is something I can figure out to something that gets a hold of us?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I love that you said that because I I don't know, I don't get caught up in the Hebrew and the like trying I'm just not that's not I'm not I'm I'm not as academic as some others, but like I do know what to say always, which is you are loved by God. I mean, that's how we end our podcast every week, right? Like how do we help people figure that out? And I think the scripture is full of that in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and I I think it's something to be taken really, really seriously. And not just what we hear on Sunday morning, like you were saying. And I love that you said that about the Pope, because, I mean, yeah, biggest scholar ever.
0: And it was pretty simple at the end. And yeah. that, right, how do we, you know... I have evangelical guilt around quiet time, right? Like this mm-hmm. is hard, mm-hmm. right, like and it that can become a disordered desire if we think about it in terms of ethics, right? Like we don't do it because we have to, right? I don't have to read my Bible every day. Right. Like how do I shape and pattern my life so that I want to? Right. When we when we think about reordered desires. Right. That should be what draws us into scripture is not some guilt that I need to spend my 10 minutes in the word or I need to check off that I did the Bible in a year. Whatever. Right. Like don't get caught up in translation. Don't get caught up in whatever. Like if you read the prologue to John every day for a year, your yeah. life will be changed.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I love and that. That's all you get through and you do it 365 day.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's what we need to talk about as we kind of finish up today is like. Stuff like that, like okay, the Bible's overwhelming, there's a lot in there. One suggestion that you made, and you're doing this because in the lectionary, we're in Matthew this year. Yeah. What if you took on Matthew for the year and all you did was read Matthew yeah. over and over and over and over and over and again?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you would learn those stories by heart, you've right, like,
1: or if Matthew's have the- too big. Take on Mark. It's the shortest one. Yeah. You know, I mean, just start somewhere, you know. It's just like you said, it's like any habit. Like you just gotta do it. You gotta get in it. You gotta and and you'll fail. And that's okay. Alan and I fail at it all the time. We are not perfect. You know, um, some there are some weeks where the only study of the Bible I have is getting that sermon prepared. It's just the way it is. There's too many things going on. I can't get anything else done, but I got to get that sermon out, and it's probably not a very good sermon, you know, because I, because I haven't de- dealt and lived in it, and you know, and I guess that's the advantage we have as priests, Alan, is that we, for a living, get to spend time in the Word, but not as much as we'd like to, right? Yeah. As you said, that, we become professional at it and and not so much for our own relationship
0: with God. Yeah. I mean, it, it becomes just a job, right? Like you read it like you would read any kind of employee manual, kind of just what can I get out of this so that I can do the job I need to do, which some weeks that happens, right? And the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any failings on our part. And so like God can still work in that. But for our own, you and me, and preachers and teachers, right? How can we engage with Scripture? And it, yeah, don't start in Revelation and think, "Oh, this is fun," or whatever. I mean, maybe do, but like, if you're I feel like, you might
1: set yourself up for failure. If yeah, you know. If,
0: <laughs> today is January fourth, right? And if you Mark's a perfect example. What is Mark sixteen chapters long? One chapter a mark a day. Right. You're going to do that every, you know, just over two weeks. You're going to read through a gospel basically 25 times. What, what if we approach like, um, my boys read the Harry Potter, Potter series basically over and over. They mm-hmm. know the kids from Hogwarts inside now. Yeah. Like, you know, what if we knew, we think we know the, the biblical characters like that, but like, What if we read the stories over and over and and focused on different things or there's other ways to practice, right? Like morning prayer, I know is big for folks. And if you diligently do morning prayer, you're going to read through most of the Bible every two years, right? There's ways to, to get this. And it's like anything, right? We're not, we're not gonna become expert at it immediately. But I
1: think do what works for you. Mm -hmm. Like what rhythm do you find? If it's Jesus calling, amazing, great. Yeah. If it's the Bible app, amazing, great. And and Alan, you'll link some of those things that we talked about, I right.
0: hope. Um, yeah, and like those, That's bottom, important. that bottom shelf down there, right there, those, these right here are kids' Bibles that I buy. I have a bad habit of collecting Bibles. These are different types of adult Bibles, not because I read them all, but because they're like different black application Bible or whatever. And it's the
1: Bible. When you see a Bible, you need to pick it up.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I collect these. No, but it, right. Like, because people come, I used to work at a Christian bookstore in college and people would come and get really hung up in what kind of translation? Translation doesn't matter. You know, the best Bible is the the one you'll actually read. And so if it's a kid's Bible, right? Like I preach from this somewhat oh, well, regularly. Tell
1: people what that is. If they're not watching,
0: this is the Jesus storybook Bible. If you're not watching and it's Sally Lloyd Jones, who's a, a poet and she's basically taken some of the key Bible stories and and written them beautifully and I just bought
1: um, that for one of my goddaughters. It's my favorite one. Yeah.
0: And the boys and I have gone through this a bunch. The boys and I used to have better routines, but teenagers are like many terrible human beings. And so yeah. it's really like it's all I can do to like not kill them every night. Yeah. Um but like the Bible app has a Bible app for kids and it's kind of a video game ish version of it. The boys and I used to love that. I mean there's tools to help do this right and frankly the bible app is put out by a huge mega church because like evangelicals take the bible a little more seriously i mean there's some nuance there and and we need to be careful with things but right like they they figure out how am i going to equip myself to read the bible we episcopalians don't always do that and so what can we use and borrow from from other traditions yeah. Um, but yeah so fine like there's a whole bunch of things down there. There's a ton of options. If you is number one selling book ever, any bookstore you go to is going to have a shelf of Bibles and you're going to find one that's the Bible for moms. You're going to find one that's the Bible for soldiers. You're going to find one that's the Bibles for, for athletes. Like, and it's going to have little notes in there that, that apply to whatever your life situation is. And if those things help, it's like the devotionals. It's like Jesus calling, you know, what's going to draw you in and help you pick up this book every day so that you can build a habit.
1: Yeah. Well, what a great way to start the new year is, you know, some challenges and some hope. Um, you know, we hope the podcast is so helpful to you, but we also like need you to pick up the Bible and do the work too. Um, and as um, Alan said a minute ago, your life will be changed. I know it. Alan knows it. Your life will be changed. So listeners, remember, as always, we love you, but most importantly, God does.